Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of In the Limelight, a podcast where we chat with people about health, Lyme disease, and anything we think that you would find interesting. I'm Alex Moresco. And I'm Sarah Aiken. This is our very first podcast, and we're so grateful that you're listening. There's so much information out there, and we wanted to create a podcast with helpful tips and hopefully a little comedic relief. Hell yeah. Normally, we will be interviewing an actual expert on these topics, but we wanted you to get to know us a little bit first. Alex, who are you? So, I am Alex Moresco. I am a 24-year-old publicist, and I live in Chicago with Sarah. Um, I am a fellow Lyme. A little backstory on my Lyme disease. I got really sick two years ago, and shocker, Much like I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast, um, I saw tons and tons of doctors. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. And then a doctor at Northwestern finally put the pieces together and I got diagnosed with Lyme disease in February. So I am currently in treatment for Lyme disease, Bartonella, Babesia, and a whole host of co-infections. So I completely understand (laughs) what it is like to have it. Um, I am a craft cocktail connoisseur, as Sarah can attest to. That is my hobby. And I have two standard poodles. Sarah, who are you? Well, Alex, like yourself, I'm also 24 years old and I also live in Chicago. I'm a social media manager and I don't have Lyme disease, but I am a large supporter of Alex. Um, I'm a coffee connoisseur. Or what's it called? A coffee? Self-certified coffee connoisseur. I'm a self-certified also um, coffee sommelier. I didn't know. I don't know if you knew that existed, but coffee but sommelier does now. now exists. So please reach out to me if you have any questions about coffee. Not positive that I'm going to be able to answer any of them, but I'll try. And if all else fails, just drink some coffee. So you might be wondering why we started this podcast As many of us know, there is just so much information out there online, some of it correct, some of it not, and it gets to be a little bit scary. So we just wanted to start this podcast as a place for Limeys to source information but not feel completely overwhelmed, and we hope it's fun for you to listen to. So this is our very first episode, as we said earlier, so today we are kind of just going to more or less interview each other and um, talk about Lyme, what it's like to have Lyme and what it's like to be the friend of someone who has Lyme because I really feel like friends are the unsung hero of people with chronic illness. So I'm going to ask Sarah a few questions first. Put Sarah in the limelight. Oh, baby. Oh, threw our name in there. (laughs) Um. So what are a few things that every best friend of someone with Lyme disease or really any chronic illness should know? I think the biggest one is to not take anything personally because at the end of the day, their illness is not about you. So if they're not feeling well one day and they're not, they don't want to hang out or they can't go to something to not take it personally and don't think that they're not wanting to hang out with you as a person, they just can't that's not it yeah that's not it at all like they can't they just can't physically get out of bed so I think that's the biggest thing and then also to just be there for them in anything that they need and just be really supportive are my biggest things they're basically just like normal friendship goals just like be a compassionate person yeah and then you'll be a good friend unfortunately not everyone's compassionate though and I feel like people 
don't, especially with Lyme. I feel like when you say, oh, you have Lyme, people are like, oh, that's great. Like you'll get rid of it, but they don't really get it. So I'm glad you said that because I did like definitely want to touch on the fact that when you don't see a friend or like you're not like going out for dinner all the time or whatever it is, because we're 24. I mean, that's what we should be doing at 24. Um, But it's not that they hate you. It's just that they feel crappy. I think another big thing to do is when you first find out is to just do a lot of research. And just because you don't want to be ignorant almost to like what they're going through. So just do research basically like what Lyme disease is, like what kind of mm-hmm. symptoms are, and just have like an o- open conversation with them so that you know what's going on in their bodies so that you can like be a supportive person. Yeah, that's actually something I was going to ask you about because like we said in the beginning, there's so much information out there. And I know now for better or worse, you know a lot about Lyme disease. So what... um Like, where did you look for information on Lyme, like, after I got diagnosed in the winter? Yeah, I went, um, of course, to globallymealliance.org, where I think is a very good source for all different information about Lyme, just because it's all, they use a lot of things that are based off of fact versus um, all of the, like, for lack of a better word, fake news all over the internet. Totally. And then I think my other big resource was actually you and your mom. So since you, I mean, you and your mom are the one that are in the doctor's office. So I was, I just kind of talked to you and figured out what it was. And my boss has a chronic illness. So I knew a lot about just like how that worked just from working with her for two years. And then I kind of just did more research on Lyme disease. And that's that. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So my last question for you um I know that like obviously going through having Lyme is a big deal and you go through a lot but I think so do like all of your family and friends and people don't necessarily realize that so what's the biggest challenge of going through like having a friend be diagnosed with Lyme yeah I think the biggest challenge is probably just seeing your friend kind of in pain like you never I mean hopefully You never want to see, like, as a human, you don't want to see other people, like, in pain and struggling um, or, like, frustrated or not knowing what's going on. So I think that was, like, really hard just as, like, a friendship aspect. And then, obviously, like, their lifestyle changes. So, I mean, I am very happy to change my lifestyle along with Alex. So I think that's probably why, like, it worked so well because Alex had to completely change her diet. So we couldn't go to, like, a lot of the restaurants that we would want to go to. Chicken chop. Yeah. Okay. Eat a lot of fried chicken. Fried chicken and mac and cheese. Yeah. But then you just, I mean, I believe that living like a healthy lifestyle is obviously really important. So I was very keen on changing. It is nice to have someone to eat my anti-inflammatory diet with. I live for anti-inflammatory because I don't. You really do just feel so much better. Yeah. Like you look better. You feel better. It sounds crazy. I know. But like. You really do. The best natural makeup is an anti-inflammatory diet. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not red. You're not blotchy. You look cute. So, obviously, the important important thing in life is... But I actually not... I didn't, like... When Alex first had to change her diet, I made her send me all of her sheets that she got from the doctor. Because I was like, I want to do this. Like, obviously, (laughs) I love... I'm such, like, a... I love, like, fad, healthy diets. You're a health nerd. And I just, I think they're so interesting to kind of figure out, like, what doctors are saying you shouldn't mm-hmm. eat. Like, I love to talk to, to nutritionists. So, I think that, I mean, I loved looking over. I have it on my phone. And every time I'm at the grocery store, I'm just 
thinking. I'm like, oh, that's gonna cause me to like blow. (laughs) (laughs) Really important things. Yeah, like the gut issues. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm done torturing you with questions now. Well, let me torture you, my friend. All right, (laughs) Alex. Aside from the physical aspects of Lyme, what is the hardest part of having it? I think that obviously there are a lot of physical aspects of having Lyme, but I think it's like twofold, threefold, fourfold. <laughs> um, for me, a big, you know, hurdle that like I still, you know, kind of am like grieving is like I lost a lot of my memory. So to be like 24 and feel like literally feel like you have Alzheimer's is really difficult. And I think like your friends not understanding, like I'm really lucky that I had like a few friends understand like my husband understands my family understands um but a lot of people don't and that's really difficult to like explain and then I also think like the depression side of it I mean I've been lucky enough where like I never really struggled with depression before but I think with any chronic illness you do and that's why I'm so excited for one of our upcoming podcasts with comedian Chris Jones from America's Got Talent because he's going to talk about like using comedy to like get through depression um And I think that'll just be a really positive thing on a negative subject. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to Chris about that. He's a hoot. He is a hoot, literally. (laughs) Another thing, just I've never said the word hoot before in my entire life, so. (laughs) Podcasts make you do weird things. Podcasts making you do weird things. All right, my next question for you is, what do you wish everyone would do when they found out that their loved one was diagnosed with a chronic illness? Hmm. I think obviously be supportive, just rally around that person because they're probably going to like retreat a little bit within themselves because they're sad, but they need you. And also like more specific to Lyme disease, like just try your best to understand it because I mean, it is obviously real, even though there's so many doctors that say like, oh, it doesn't exist past 30 days. Like, well, that's not true. Um, so just try your best to like educate yourself and be kind to that person because they really need you. Overall, just be a good person. Overall, that's the kindness lesson in life. Yeah, <laughs> just say little, do much, be a nice person. Exactly. All right. Now this is what I'm very excited for you to talk <laughs> about. Can you list some of the things that you can't say to someone that has a chronic illness and what you should say instead? I think we can talk about this for a very long time because a lot of these have been said to me and I know like you've even heard them and then it's so funny because like I don't even get upset anymore. Um, I get upset. But yeah, but Sarah will be standing there and she's like, I can't believe she just said that. And I'm like, it's okay, we're going to get through this. I like physically cringe when people say it. We were out the other day. Um, I'm going to wait till we'll use it as our first example. This is our first example. So I think... The one that I find to be the most annoying is, oh my God, you look so skinny. Oh Yeah, no, it is definitely really annoying. I mean, I think like in most cases it's a compliment and people think it's a compliment, but in reality, like I take upwards of like probably 30 pills a day and then like I have a stomachache all day, so I can't eat. So I've lost a lot of weight. Um, and I, I just don't think people get it. Like, put no. it put it together that it's, you know. Yeah, we were out the other night, though, and someone said it to Alex, and, like, my entire body started <laughs> crawling. I was like, what did you just say? And then I like, had to remember to be like, okay, like, it's fine. Um, I think, honestly, you probably just shouldn't comment on it. Like, there's not even, like, 
maybe we should just stop commenting on people's weight in general. Yeah, I think that's lesson number one. <laughs> just in, in life, please don't comment on anyone else's weight. I think number two, though, of what you shouldn't say to somebody is, you don't look sick. Ugh, so mean. You just never know how someone feels on the inside, and like Lyme is such an invisible illness, so you just never know. What is something you can say instead of, you don't look sick? I think it's okay to say like, oh, you look great today, but how are you really feeling? You know, Mm -hmm. because you just never know. And if you have an honest friendship with someone, it probably means a lot to them that you're going to ask like and be genuinely interested in how they're doing. I think we touched on the next one earlier in the podcast, but the number, another, the number third, the third thing, (laughs) the number third, (laughs) Um, learn to speak English. It was two and a half. Three is, don't ever say, you're canceling on me again. That's just hard because, like, we, Lyme, you never, like, one day you could feel really good and the next day you'll feel really bad. And it hurts us to cancel on you as much as it hurts, like, you to get canceled on. Because sometimes, like, I know for me personally, like, there'll be, like, two or three days where, like, I just don't leave the house I feel so bad. And I'm, like, stir crazy. Yeah. What can you say instead to someone if they're canceling? Or just say, like, I totally understand. Why don't we touch base next week or something? You know? I mean, like you would say to anyone else. (laughs) Again, just be a kind, normal human. And then you'll be fine. (laughs) All right. This next one, I think, is hard. Because you want, as, like, a person, I feel like it's such a human instinct to want to relate with someone. Sympathize. Yeah, sympathize. Yeah, Yeah, sympathize. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sympathize with someone about... Like being like, I had the flu once. I know how you feel. Yeah. But obviously, you don't know how they feel unless you also have Lyme disease or another chronic illness. It's true. So just don't say that. Yeah, just don't say it. Or ask, like... Ask questions. Yeah, just ask questions about it. So you understand more, I guess. I'm really sensitive now, I think, to like saying that in any aspect of my life. Yeah. Just, I, I'm such a person that like wants to relate with yeah. someone else that's saying to where the point where like I will make something up and be like I did that too and everyone will be like you didn't like I know you did it be like I'm uh, sorry I just want to relate with you but <laughs> I think that I'm getting better at just learning to be like oh that's very interesting that you're going through that you're like a very easy person to talk to though so and mm-hmm. I, I like it doesn't bother me when you're like yeah I'm tired too today I'm like yeah we can be tired together like <laughs> let's order burgers <laughs> please that's okay. all I want Our next one is, and I think everyone else has heard this, and if you have heard this before, like, tweet us or something so we can all, like, sympathize together, but it's, at least it's not fill in the blank with some other disease. So, like, at least it's not MS or at least it's not cancer, which are all equally horrible. Like, it's all horrible. Yeah. But I just, like, don't want to hear it. (laughs) It's just, again... Do your research. I feel like it's like a sympathy thing where you're like trying to make it better because I think that's like another human thing is to try and like spin negative to the positive. Mm -hmm. But they're all just negative things. Totally. let it be negative. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, Okay. This one too. I mean, these are all bad. I keep, I'm like, all right, this one is bad. Like these are all bad. They're all irritating. You'll be back to normal in no time. Okay, I could literally rant for days about this, much she, like anything else. I know. I know you can't see it, but Alex just pounded her fist down onto the table. We're <laughs> podcasting this on. Okay, with Lyme, unless you catch it early and you're, like, so lucky, you're, you're like, going through years of, like, trying to, like, 
figure out how to fix yourself. So no, I will not be back to normal in no time. I will be a 90-year-old in a 24-year-old's body forever. <laughs> or like, hopefully just another few years, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay, what can you say instead? Well, what would you say? Girl, <laughs> we got this. You just support, be there. You never it's true. You don't know the timeline. You're never going to know the timeline. So just, like, be there for the person forever, really. I mean, again, it just, all be of these nice seem person. so, like, <laughs> duh to me because it's so, like, simple. At the end of the day, yeah. like, how do you support your friend? You're like, I don't know, you're just there. Yeah. <laughs> just be a good person. Show up when they need you. Show up when they don't know that they need you. <laughs> Live at their house. Just kidding. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay. This one I think is for everyone. I mean, I think a lot of people say this. I wish I could just stay home all the time. Like, do you though? Because I'm pretty sure they wish that they could stay home for like a day. Yeah. Like pay, play like hooky from work. But then they're going to get pretty stir crazy if yeah. it's more than a day or two. Well, also I feel like. People are like, I wish I could stay home and like whatever, but like they also are like, I wish I could like go shopping or like do things they need to do. And like in reality, when like I stay home, like I am home and I am down. Yeah. Like I'm not like going to like Nordstrom or like I am just literally sitting and doing nothing and in pain. <laughs> yes. It's not like fun, you know, like before I got sick, I was such an active person and like I like owned my own PR firm and was like working with like eight or nine clients and like. I don't know. It's hard when you're very active to like take a step back and be like, this is my health. Like I have to do this. Yeah. So. Which I think you always, whenever I hear someone saying this to you, you always respond in such a good way because you're never like condescending to the people, but you're kind of just like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> like 100% you're totally wrong in this. No, it is hard. Um, all right, I think we have one more, and it's probably the most infuriating for everyone. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I heard Lyme disease wasn't real. Well, if you've heard that, then we definitely just can't be friends. <laughs> I just, like, it's clearly real. I just don't know how in 2017 we're still debating it. And, like, I could get into conspiracy theories because, you know, I love those anyway, like, talking about aliens and whatever. Yeah. So, like, I just won't even get into that because I don't know if anyone would appreciate that. Um, but I just think it's so bizarre that, like, doctors don't acknowledge it with, like, the technology we have now. There's, like, other than, like, Global Lyme Alliance and, like, a few other um, research foundations, no one's doing research on it. Like, it, it would be such not such an easy thing to cure but such an easy thing to treat if we had more research and we could just figure it out i think that didn't you have a doctor once tell you that lyme disease oh my only gosh. lasts for 30 days oh my gosh so i'm getting my master's right now in pr and advertising at depaul university in chicago and i had to go for a physical to go back to school so i went to a new doctor um also at northwestern which is actually where i got diagnosed so different doctor Got my physical, and of course I, like, mentioned, I was like, yeah, I, I have Lyme, like, whatever. And he was like, oh, well, why don't we test you for lupus and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and MS and da 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 And I was like, buddy, I've been sick for two years. I You name a test. I have had it probably multiple times. 
I don't have these things. And he gave me a whole lecture about how Lyme doesn't last past 30 days and da da da. And I was like, well, then you can explain to me why I have X, Y, and Z symptoms. <laughs> yeah, please. I I just don't understand how there are people out there that just like can't with all the research. Like I understand if they're like yeah, for lack of a better word, a lay person. Yeah, which are like that's like a very religious term. But yeah. <laughs> like if they're like not a do- like not in a medical field or how they can't like I get how they would be like oh I've never heard of Lyme like does that exist if they'd heard yeah. something but like if you're in a medical profession mm-hmm. like, there is research you should out there know. like you should do your due diligence and read the research yeah no one hundred percent I like do not understand but I guess that's something we'll get more into on in the limelight and you know. We're more of a community here, so if anyone ever wants to talk about anything, Sarah and I are here for you. We're constantly you can, on our phones. We're constantly on our phones, so tweet for us, better or worse. DM us on Instagram. <laughs> and we will share your rage. <laughs> and we will share your rage and maybe match it. If you also have any things that people say to you that you want to add to this list, please let us know. Tweet us, and we will tweet you back with just lots of exclamation points. <laughs> My um, Twitter is at Allie T. Moresco and Sarah's is at Sarah Aiken. So we can put those below as well so you can um, find us. And I tweet a lot about Lyme disease, so I'm sure you won't have any shortage of info. I retweet a lot of things Alex says about Lyme disease. so <laughs> It works out well for us. <laughs> it works out really well. But that is the end of our first podcast. Wow. Well, we still have to do our high lows. Do you want to explain to oh, them what that is? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot our high lows. <laughs> this is my favorite part of our podcast. So I've, we're going to end all of our podcasts with high lows. So I'm going to give my low of the day and Alex, or a full go off of the week because these are yeah weekly or bi-weekly. But we're gonna, maybe someday weekly. <laughs> well, um, please subscribe to us on iTunes if you want these to be weekly. <laughs> That's how we can do it. But we are doing our high low. So I'll say hello, I'll say hello, and then we'll give our highs to end on a high note. Perfect. And we are doing um, high lows at the end of every podcast. And we're also going to ask our guests to share their high lows as well. Because as we know with Lyme disease, we have a lot of highs and lows, but I think it's important to recognize those and acknowledge them. So hopefully it makes you feel a little bit better. I always think this is also a really fun game to play with your friends or your family or fellow Limeys, just because everyone has lows and everyone has highs, but always end on a high note. And you can always tweet us your lows and highs as well. And we'll talk to them about you too. Yeah. Talk to them about you. We'll talk to you about them. Alex and I think we have (laughs) telepathy because I'll like, no, I'll say something and I will forget to say words and Alex will just be like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, I don't know if anyone else feels that way out there, but like where you just get so close with someone, you really don't even need to talk. You can just sit in the same room and know exactly what the other person's thinking. No, totally. Like, it's scary, but also fun. So, <laughs> if anyone wants to hang out with us, it's super fun. We don't speak, we just look at each other. We just sit and make weird eye contact. And we know. Wow, Sarah, we sound super cool. <laughs> wow, I've never wanted to hang out with someone more. <laughs> you want to sit in a room with us while we just make eye contact? Like, so creepy, also. I'll make you tea. <laughs> Alex does make some killer tea. Also, oh, some awesome. killer cocktails. So, yeah, I'm game for some tea. But, okay, Al, what's your low of the week? 
Hmm. I think my low of the week would have to be that I started a new treatment regimen. So I take like a lot more pills now and I started like IV antibiotics, which is like fine. Just makes you feel crappy for like a week after. Um, but I like just taking so many pills now, it makes me really sick. So I like can't eat and I also can't swallow large pills and a lot of my (laughs) pills are really big. So I take them in applesauce, but now I have like Pavlov's dog syndrome. And when I look at applesauce, it just makes me want to throw up. So I am dairy free. Um, so I started like, it was an accident. I started, I tried to hide my pills in jello, which like didn't really work well because the large pills would just split the jello in half and then they tasted bad. So then I started hiding them in coconut whipped cream. So now I'm taking all my pills in <laughs> coconut whipped cream. And my mom bought me like five tubs of coconut whipped cream. And it's like all in the freezer. Honestly, the coconut whipped cream is so good. It is, but not when you're eating like, like I can't, like, I know it sounds stupid to complain about, but I'm literally eating like half a tub of it in the morning. <laughs> no, I know. Also, it's because you're eating coconut whipped cream in the morning. So it just With pills weird. in it. I like, I feel like a dog. I know. <laughs> like, I, I think that was the first thing I said when you were like, I have to do this now. I was like... Oh my god, I feel like I'm hiding pills in your dog because he used to have to do that. With like peanut butter or something. Yeah, you like, yeah. oh, there's not a pill in it. <laughs> no, just swallow it whole. So funny. Uh, what was your low of the week, Sarah? I think, so I am someone who likes to work out every morning and just kind of start my day, even if it's like a 20-minute run on a treadmill, like just mm-hmm. something. But this week, I just was very physically lazy. <laughs> so I think my low was just not mentally making myself go to the gym and just being like it's fine you can lay in bed for two hours before you have to go to work because <laughs> I have a very late start time for work so I have a lot of time in the morning so I just laid there watching YouTube videos so basically my low is just being lazy <laughs> <laughs> all right what was your high I think my high of the week was so I still work with one client who's in entertainment tv and we got some really good news this past week that we've been waiting for um, that has to do with the TV show. So it's just like fun to celebrate with someone that like you're so close with. Cause he's also one of my best friends and just see something really positive happen for someone else. That's what amazing. was your high? I think my high was, so Alex and I are involved in a show called PR girl and it premiered. We had the pre premiere party mm-hmm. this week. And so I think that was just really fun to kind of get all of my friends in one room who don't necessarily hang out with each other and, everyone just kind of like watching and supporting this project that we've been working on all summer yeah and it's almost out so I'm so excited for everyone to see it that was a fun night it was really fun honestly I kind of like I don't know I was gonna say I forgot it it feels like that was like two weeks ago already you know yeah like it's been such a long week that was a fun night and I think so Sarah and I I wasn't really gonna talk about this but Sarah and I are on this new um tv show called PR girl and we talk a lot about Lyme disease and a lot about Global Lyme Alliance in it because it kind of follows me around um, and Sarah as we put on this 300-person event called the Sublime Soiree in Chicago for Global Lyme Alliance. We raised about, what, a little over $60,000 for GLA. Um, So we were just really proud of that. We're really excited because it was the first year. So I think that's just been really fun. I think that's the low of this... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the low of the summer is raising sixty thousand dollars. Just kidding. The, I think that was the high of my summer. Yeah. Or our summer. Because we worked so connected. hard on it, and I mean, we had a committee, we had co-chairs, we had an amazing group of women that we just could not have done it without. But it was so cool to like do that with my best friend and be like, "Wow, we did this," you yeah. know? Like it's that's so just fun. a good feeling to feel like you're making a difference and 
I think that's kind of how this podcast also happened was this is just like the next step for us and like trying to create like a Lyme community. Yeah, and create awareness for people that have probably never heard of Lyme disease. Yeah. Sadly there are a lot of people out there. Yeah. I mean I, I hadn't heard of it until yeah. I got I had no idea. Until I watched Real Housewives and Yolanda had it and I was like I feel like that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you told me you had Lyme disease, I think I called my mom and she yeah. was like, Oh and I was like, Oh I literally had never heard of it. Yeah. She was like, yeah. Well it's still so unknown, I mean Yeah. I don't know. Very interesting. All right. We should probably wrap this up. Um I'm so excited for our next episode though. We talk with health and nutrition influencer Amanda Smith of Amanda's Kitchen. She is amazing. I love talking to her. So she is just very knowledgeable in all things health mm-hmm. and wellness. She gave me so many fun tips that I've yeah. just been using now. No, it was she gave us a lot of I mean obviously health can be really expensive and she gave us a lot of tips um just for like things you can add into your daily routine to like help you feel better as simple as like hot water with lemon in the morning. Um all the way to like supplements and stuff like that. So yeah. she will be on our next episode. We also have, as we mentioned earlier, um, famous comedian Chris Jones coming on. We have the fearless fig, Sarah Greenfield, who is a GI and gut health expert. I'm so excited to talk to her. Which sounds weird, but it's a big thing for people with Lyme. I so just, I'm pumped for that. Yeah. People that are experts about like gut health. Seriously. Because it's such like a niche thing. It really is. But when you start paying attention to your gut, you feel so much better. Oh, totally. I agree. So that'll be fun. Um, We have the women behind national beauty brand Scratch Goods coming on to kind of talk about like all natural beauty, why it's important, why it's important to like listen to your body. So it should be a good season. Yeah. Let us know if you know or want anyone to be on the podcast. Again, you can tweet us or DM us. You can slide into our DMs with some Yeah, and we're happy to take any suggestions. Yeah. So we obviously want to crowdsource knowledge from all of you because we are only two people. And that only gets you so far. It does. So. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. And please, as always, subscribe. Leave a comment below. And let us know if you have any suggestions. And we'll happily take them. Unless they're mean, then we won't happily yeah. accept them. No. Our Limey community isn't mean. And if they are, I'd be very sad. It wouldn't be someone with Lime. <laughs> it's going to be one of the naysayers out there. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we'll squash them. That's why we're doing this. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to In the Limelight. If you are looking for information on Lyme disease from a sound source, you should visit globallimealliance.org. We'll see you next time.